Do you want to know the secret to success? Welcome to RulesForSuccess.com, a platform that unites the accomplished and the ambitious. This is where successful entrepreneurs reveal their winning strategies, their profound wisdom, and their practical guidance. Whether you are a pioneering entrepreneur, a determined business leader, or simply someone who craves success, RulesForSuccess.com is the podcast designed for you. We're here to arm you with the invaluable knowledge of individuals who have paved their own path to success. And now let's get into the show with dynamic host, Joseph Varghese. Hello, hello. Joseph Varghese here, and I am beyond excited today. I've got my friend Roger, Roger Killen, who will be on our podcast, rulesforsuccess.com. So for all of you watching in the background, this will be broadcast, this is brought to be shared on rulesforsuccess.com, as well as a summary mind map of what all the lessons and all the gifts and all the, um, all the, all the breakthroughs that Roger will be sharing. Roger, how are you today? I'm absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So someone someone who is as accomplished as you are in the world of speaking and TEDx and a lot of uh, why I'm inspired is a lot of my a lot of my clients, a lot of members of my, my community have been on TEDx stages. Some have been on TED stages, and I know quite a few also are, are have a dream of one day being on TEDx. And um, you're unique, so a little bit of your background. So in 2011, after 30 years as a serial entrepreneur, Roger Killen cast about for a give back project that would allow him to change the world. This led him to become the founder and producer of TEDx Stanley, Stanley Park. TEDx Stanley Park is one of the largest, powerful TEDx stages in the world. Most, most people, if you've watched TEDx, more than likely uh, one of the events you've watched is from Stanley Park. And Ted, Roger eventually morphed TEDx Stanley Park into the new brand called Get Inspired Talks. The focus of Get Inspired Talks is to trigger change makers to tackle humanity's pressing problems. And then last year, 2020, COVID-19 happened and Get Inspired Talks pivoted into mentoring people who want to give a high profile talk that addresses one of humanity's pressing problems. So I'm excited. Roger and I connected uh, in recent weeks and uh, it's we, we, we spoke at length with passion for, for voice about empowering people to really own their voices, which is one of my purposes in the world, grand purposes in the world. And Roger, I'm just excited really to have you on board today for the duration of the next 20, 30 minutes, just sharing some of your principles, your rules for success. Thank you, Joseph. Me too. Roger, what brought you on this journey? So what got you into the world of like, speaking? I know from what I understand from our previous conversations, you were very successful as a serial entrepreneur, developing you know, a, a good amount of wealth. And then from there, you stepped into TEDx. So what got you? What got you there? Uh, well, there was a piece in the middle, Joseph. Uh, I, I had um, played a role in creating um, about 10 different startups at, uh, over a uh, 1980 to the year 2000. And um, uh, then I uh, then, then I decided that it was time to help startup entrepreneurs build robust startups because I, I didn't really want them making all the same mistakes that I had done. And Towards the end of my eighth or ninth uh, startup, I realized there was a, a formula. Uh, and uh, 
that formula has been well used by franchisees uh, to ensure a 90 plus percentage success rate with their startups. And yet entrepreneurs of independent startups have a 90 plus percent failure rate. So what I wanted to do was develop a program, which I did. uh, And then uh, uh, that, that program was a highly disciplined, structured engineers would just totally love it. So would accountants uh, of 99 milestones achieved over a period of uh, the first year that would render that startup at the end of the first year, just a walking, talking, acting, thinking, looking, feeling business about to become successful and uh, 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 grow exponentially. So I cruised around my home province of British Columbia and my next province north uh, of the Yukon delivering seminars, three-day workshops to entrepreneurs in those regions. And it started wearing pretty thin when I would go back to the same town uh, every three years to see the same people sitting in the audience having done nothing uh, for the previous three or six years. So at about the 10-year mark, I said, uh, enough. Uh, it caused me to realize that people choose the life of an entrepreneur because they want the freedom to do whatever the heck they want to do. Right. Uh, they are addicted to learning. They love the shiny object syndrome. Discipline is not part of the entrepreneur's makeup. No, it's not. It's that single characteristic that causes, in my opinion, the 90 plus percent failure rate. Put those same individuals in a corporate environment and give them a boss who tells them what to do Hmm. and they'll do it and the results will be great. Take away the boss and just wish them luck and tell them to go do their own research and figure it out and they fail. Yeah. Uh, And... So I just decided I, there's nothing I can do uh, to, uh, to help these people who will simply not be helped. Uh, so it was time, it was now around the time that I turned, uh, uh, turned uh, 60, uh, uh, 2011. That was the year I thought, hmm, I got to stop doing this and, and start doing something that actually is making an impact in uh, humanity and uh, hence was born uh, both uh, uh, TEDx Stanley Park and uh, my taking over from a friend an organization called Vancouver uh, Business Network Mm. uh, which uh, 10 years later uh, six weeks ago on January the 1st joined the EIN Entrepreneurs International Network family of meetups Wow. Uh, to create the largest uh, free training on uh, tree training free training organization for entrepreneurs in the world uh, and, and so I'm now actively engaged in both silos uh, Vancouver business Network slash EIN and uh, uh, TEDx Stanley Park slash 
and get inspired talks. Fantastic. That's maybe a little bit of a longer answer than you were hoping for, Joseph. No, it's great. I mean, I, I, re I relate to everything you're saying okay. on so many on so many levels. You know, particularly on the journey of entrepreneurship. I, I ventured on to be an entrepreneur about 25 years ago. 24 years, I failed a lot. Then, when my dad passed away, I um, had to I, I, I had to figure it out eventually. Michael Gerber had some great mentors along the way. I had to figure it out. So I love the, the, your process, your 90 that process. And how you went to different stages to teach people how to really become entrepreneurs, all the lessons you've learned, and there are many lessons from that of that sort, I'm sure there were, and any entrepreneur who's failed numerous times, who's eventually they got traction if they're going to learn. And from my conversations with you, you have a very process mindset as well. I have a process mindset of being an engineer, so I'm conditioned that way. And um, so it's great that you were on that journey. And then eventually, when you turned 60, you kind of shifted course to now... Um, really help people be, become better communicators, right? And what better way to become better communicators than through networking, through getting on stages. And uh, TEDx is certainly one of the greatest um, communities in terms of public speaking ever, right? In the history of the world, in terms of what they've done, just the uh, integrity of the speakers that come onto TEDx stages, TED stages and TEDx stages. And of course, with TEDx Stanley Park, one of the greatest TEDx is probably one of the top three in the whole world, from what I understand, in terms of the traction, the consistency, the quality of the speakers um, getting on stages. So, and that's a lot of it has to do, 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 a lot of that is due to leadership and of course your leadership. So that's really awesome. It's very awesome to hear about that. And also you're pivoting. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very, very passionate about pivoting because I've had at least 14, 15 huge career pivots for the past 25 years career-wise. So when I hear someone effectively pivoting, kind of standing tall, looking at the resources around them, asking questions, taking up roles in leadership, it inspires me at many levels. So kudos for you on this extraordinary journey you've been on. Really, really inspired. Thank you, Joseph. Right. So, so you mentioned the BBN, of course, you know, the, the greater community also, um, the, in the international. So what's next for you? So what's, what's, what's on your radar here? So of course, get, get inspired talks is about mentoring uh, speakers, potential speakers to eventually get on TEDx stages or eventually to really master public speaking uh, in, in an effective way. And of course, this is a networking organization, of course, with the, the BBN What's next for you? What are you looking at? Uh, boom. That's an interesting question. Uh, right now, in fact, today is Monday. Uh, today, I started the process of um, conducting market research uh, 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 because uh, people that I admire are have told me uh, that Roger, you really should be uh, supporting people who want to take on a TEDx stage and they need uh, mentorship and they need coaching uh, and they're ready, willing and able to pay for it. Uh, and uh, there's nobody better qualified than you to be their mentor or coach. Well, as with every new pivot, it all begins with market research. Uh, and so I'm looking to interview people. Uh, and, and I have a particular kind of people I really, really, really like mm. to work with. 
to find these people and uh, conduct market research with them uh, to see if in fact there is a market, what are the, what's the shape, size and form of that market, what's the language that market uses, and uh, what are the economics of that uh, market. And if everything goes check, 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 mm. then I will enter the field of being a mentor coach of future uh, speakers who have an important message to say, particularly if it's an important humanitarian message uh, that they want to get out into the world and they are clueless as to how to do that. Uh, well, I can offer them ser some serious help. Uh, uh, so that research as of today uh, is now what my next step is looking like. The, uh, uh, the financial viability of uh, TEDx Downey Park and Get Inspired Talks uh, uh, went out the window with COVID because the single biggest source of revenue for any event is ticket sales. Right. Uh, and with no ticket sales, there's no revenue. So the financial viability of an event uh, uh, is uh, really big question mark. Now you can say you can survive on sponsorship. That's true. So long as you have an established brand. Yes. But Get Inspired Talks is not an established brand. It was launched and held its first event in October 2018. And two years does not a brand build. Uh, so uh, um, that's why I'm looking at this other uh, revenue source, revenue stream. Yes, uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure I know you'll be brilliant, brilliant at it. And eventually, I mean, COVID will shift. Right? Of course, people are saying that by April, May, as the vaccine gets out there, my, my, my wife, who's a physician, my mom, who's uh, in her mid 80s, and uh, they've already received a vaccine, I think, in the States, 8%. So we're, there's, they're talking about in April, May. I anticipate, I'm, I'm a person also who leads events in New York City, the New York Power team. All of this will open up. So what I realize. In, in life is that so important to be able to pivot effectively, right? And to be able to pivot based on the circumstances, resources, what's available to us, even platforms that are coming our way too, as well as being able to do that. Part of the pivot also involves leveraging building team. And I'm sure you've built some extraordinary teams over the years with the work you've done with BBN, having access to quite, quite a community of thousands of people throughout the world with the international division, perhaps to be able to do this. And it does certainly make sense. And you know, as a mentor, as a leader, your background, Michael Gerber was my mentor years ago. I wouldn't have succeeded with my work if it weren't for his coaching to build success circles as a brand way, you know, back in 2007, if I didn't have someone's mentorship along the way, and I had some other great mentors too along the way. So I know in your role as a mentor, you'll be extraordinary, to be extraordinary. I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious. So what are, so the, the topic of this podcast is rules for success. So you've been on this journey of entrepreneurship. Um, you mentioned you need a 99 cent process on succeeding with a startup. Eventually you figure that out. And on the topic of speaking, what are some, what are a few points you, you, you would advise someone to really own their voice as speakers, maybe two or three points. What are th things people can do to um, perhaps bring focus or to get, get, a, get, get a strength with their ability to be able to get onto a stage like yourselves. Uh, yeah, that's a 
That's a huge question, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. I, I, it starts with content. And hmm. uh, uh, then it segues into um, uh, some dramatics. Uh, the crowning glory was story. Hmm. And the really, really important piece is call to action. Hmm. So let's start with content. Content has to be for real. It can't be BS. It, it can't be pseudoscience. It, it has to have real solid science to support a creative idea that addresses one of humanity's pressing problems. Uh, unless that content is coming from a place of deep expertise, and expertise can either be academic or life experience, and ideally it's both. But it really needs to come from that perspective so that it's genuine, authentic, and credible. That takes care of the content. Now the dramatics. Uh, you cannot deliver a college professor quality talk and expect people to be inspired. Mm. It has, there has to be some level of uh, dramatics, not, not over the top, but monotone does not cut it. Doesn't work, no. Uh, uh, no pacing, no pausing, doesn't cut it. Hmm. Uh, and all of this is very, very trainable stuff. Hmm. The next is story. Story is the best way of illustrating your thesis. Uh, do this, well, here's my story, that when I did that, here was my outcome. Stories, good stories are very rare. What people call stories are actually incident reports. Right. Chronological, boom, 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 boom. Right. That is not a story. A story has two defining characteristics. One is conflict and the other is a turning point. Uh, when you get both those together and you put together a story properly, that story illustrates your thesis better than anything else. You, you capture people's hearts and until you capture their hearts, their minds are a little bit distant. Yes. S story is the best way. And, and stories have been around since the beginning of mankind. Think paved, um, cave drawings. Right. Uh, when you look at uh, any um, amazing painting, uh, it is a story. You can see the story in that painting. Any great piece of music, that composer had a story running in his or her mind as uh, notes were notes were written. Mm -hmm. uh, the last thing is mm -hmm. the whole reason you're giving the talk in the first place, mm -hmm. and that's to inspire people to take action. Mm -hmm. It's just, to me, a pile of hot air mm -hmm. if you... Uh, if, if you're a talking head, but when you have a something you want that audience to do hmm. uh, in order to implement that solution that you've just described to one of humanity's pressing problems, now that whole talk has got purpose. That's the reason for the talk. Hmm. To miss out on the call to action really negates the whole value of you talking in the first place. Right. Call to action, I split into two. There's the call, 
and there's the action. The call is kind of a big, hairy thing. And the action are the little teensy-weensy steps that the audience needs to take in order to start the ball rolling to achieve the call. Uh, so that's the process that I use uh, to support uh, speakers at TEDx Downey Park and more recently at uh, Get Inspired Talks. The, the, the formula has enough flexibility in it so that speakers don't all come out sounding the same. Right. Uh, right. They have to preserve, pre preserve their individuality, but they also have to have enough, uh, enough um, meat in the content uh, in order to cause that action to happen with good logic supporting why it should and giving people the little micro steps they need to take in order to get the ball rolling. I love the simplicity of how you brought it together and how they can fit anyone out there who's, whether they're an engineer like I'm myself, where I used to be an engineer, still an engineer, a scientist, or perhaps someone who is a bit, a visionary who may be able to have a compelling story but not have necessarily the steps toward inspiring people to take certain actions per se. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. I love those four pieces of it and how you kind of chunk them down a bit and how, how vital each of those four pieces are. That's really great. That's, yeah. that's great. Joseph, you'd actually be amazed at the number of people who want to do a major talk, hmm. uh, for example, a TEDx uh, talk. And as soon as you ask them, now what do you want the audience to do? What do you want, want the audience to think or feel, and ideally to do at the end mm. of your talk, mm. there's this deafening silence. Uh, people haven't thought that the purpose of their talk is to trigger action. They I think agree. the purpose of a TED talk is just to dump an idea out there on the stage and wish people well, let them run with it. Uh, that's not my interpretation of uh, the purpose of a high quality talk. What do you think gets in the way of that? So what gets in the way of someone not, what's, what's missing in themselves such that as they go into the talk, as they're dumping ideas and strategies, maybe talking about a topic that's very passionate to them, that has them not make that request for people to take a certain action or to you know, mobilize as a force towards something even better because I mean, the world needs people who can mobilize, who can engage people, who can create ripples the way you are, of course. What's in the way of, of people owning that part of their power? Well, remember that uh, Ted's mantra is ideas worth spreading. Mm. There's nothing in that about ideas making action happen, mm. Mm. which is why I said goodbye to Ted in exchange for establishing uh, an alternative brand called Get Inspired Talks. Get Inspired Talks is all about making actions happen. So a lot of people would apply to a, to a TEDx event, TEDx Family Park in my case, and they had great ideas, but uh, they didn't take those ideas to the point of uh, causing action to happen. Ted's mantra is spreading, it's not activating. Get Inspired Talks, whole thing is activating. And of course that implies you have an idea that's worth spreading in the first place. Uh, so a lot of people will simply apply to TEDx. They have a great idea and they simply want to dump it out there into the world. Uh, uh, 
and and that's uh, that's the whole raison d'etre for the TEDx yes. movement. I guess what I'm, pre- what I'm present to there, Roger, is that context is decisive. So the context of, of uh, TEDx is, as you, smet- as you mentioned, uh, spreading ideas. And uh, the nature of Inspire, if, you, if someone were to look at the Latin root of Inspire, I used to have a brand called Inspirology many years ago, is about um, it's breathing to life, right? Breathing to life where someone takes action. There's more, there's more power in the word Inspire than there is in terms of spreading ideas, you know? And there's so much noise out there in the world these days, it just, and it doubles each year, whether it's platforms, we're talking about this before with another platform out there, that it's easy to get uh, overwhelmed. And when people are overwhelmed with too many choices, hence the paradox of choice, it's easy to do nothing versus actually the simplicity of what you bring to the table, which is about bringing things down to four steps and we're, one of the course cornerstone, cornerstone steps is taking action, right? Hence being inspired, breathing into life, taking action. And I'm a big believer in that too, because of course, what I do with success circles, the communities I lead, it is about getting traction, taking action, focusing on our why each day, being pulled into action, knowing our why each day for what we're doing and focusing on the four to five things each week. That's, that's the basis for what I do. And part of that is, has to do with my own struggles, my own failures years ago. So everything you say resonates on many levels. And I really do appreciate your brand of what you're doing. And it does make sense. And I, I, do, I do believe also in the world of TED, however, however extraordinary TED, TED is, I mean, TEDx and TED and the ideas and the conversations and the authors have gotten light from TED um, has been extraordinary. The amount of ripples that have come out of that have been extraordinary. And there is an opportunity. Contextually, there's, there's an opportunity in terms of the, the nature, the context of it, instead of spreading ideas, how about, you know, um, inspiring ideas or inspiring action or creating progress. Um, And this world, we need a lot of progress. We need things to happen, especially if things aren't progressing. And I know you're in Vancouver, it's a beautiful area of the world. I've been to Vancouver in the past uh, in terms of Glacier Valley, where I was many years ago. Um, But other parts of the world, there's so much um, corruption, smog, pollution, we're potentially in, you know, in generation two, two generations. My my daughters, children, and their kids may not necessarily have the world that we have now. So I'm present that we do need change. We do need action. We need people to kind of wake up and step up to be able to do something beyond spreading ideas. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say so? Would you Would you agree with that? Um, absolutely. And yeah. uh, uh, Ted um, Ted talks are from a viewer's point of view, TED Talks are easy. Yeah. Uh, it's all about infotainment, information and entertainment. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. It's much more difficult to watch a Get Inspired Talks event because it requires you to do something or a Vancouver Business Network event or an EIN event where there's always a call to action at the end of the trainer's talk. Uh, action is expected. Those those are hard. Taking action is hard. Being inter- in, being informed and entertained, being a pedestrian, being a passive viewer, is easy. There's a millions upon millions of TED views every day. Yes. Uh, and I just wish TED had taken an extra step. 
because the brand is so powerful that Ted could to slightly amend its uh, way of doing things into stimulating action as opposed to informing and entertaining. I hope that is in Ted's future because there's no brand more powerful, more able to do this than the Ted brand. And there's no more need, more need now than ever in the history of our planet in terms of people uh, taking okay. action, right? Got yeah. it. Well, it's, I think it's extraordinary what you're doing. I love it. Hopefully this message gets through to people in the TED community, or perhaps it's the work you're doing gets out there too, because contextually that needs to shift as well. And you know, for, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a leader in any way, whether you're solving humanity's pressing problems, or perhaps you're, you're building a product, a program that empowers, pe empowers people, being able to um, concretely and powerfully hone your message and inspire people to take action is is critical. It's so essential because if you're not able to take have people take action, then it's, it just goes into the ethers, right? And who wants you know the, your 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 life's work, your purpose to go into the ethers when you have the opportunity, the ability to actually invite people to to take action to 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 to, to expand your brand, what you're up to do in the world, and perhaps even. Uh, create ripples in the world, make create, make change in the world, and uh, leave a legacy that's lasting. Which I hear, Roger, you're doing, and I acknowledge you for the choices you've made over the years, from you know being success, successful as an entrepreneur, uh, having built ten businesses, uh, have have had failures and successes, to now making this your life work. I think it's really extraordinary. Um, it's an amazing legacy. What you're paying, how you're paying it forward, um, and 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 potentially even shifting the landscape of how um, speakers connect and engage on stage, whether it be TED or Get Inspired Talks or other other speaking events of that sort. Yeah, and uh, Joseph, I, I, in terms of entrepreneurs, not enough is when an entrepreneur starts that entrepreneurial journey. Not enough is talked about uh, the consequences of failure, discipline. And the, the, the moral, ethical, and financial need for that entrepreneur to be successful, part of which involves them doing things they don't naturally want to do. Uh, I have witnessed so often a small business fail in COVID times. It's rampant. Uh, yeah. It's a terrible thing when a small business fails. Uh, there's investors who have lost a lot of money. Uh, there's employees who have lost uh, uh, jobs and futures. The entrepreneurs themselves. You don't just wake up on a Tuesday and fail. You have just spent 12 of the most miserable months of your life in this downward spiral uh, towards failure. Your partner possibly has disappeared. You've, your, your investors or your friends and family, possibly they have disappeared too. You go through a process, now it has a name, P PTSD, yes. uh, where, where, you, where you become somebody who, who you don't recognize as you go through these throes of failure. It, it is a, a devastating, terrible, lifelong thing when an entrepreneur fails yes. and nobody tells them that when they start out in the journey, it looks easy these days, not like 20 years ago, you don't need a lot of money to start a business. 
20 years ago, it was bricks and mortar and you had to, had to have certainly a bunch of money in the bank yes. in order to be able to buy inventory, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think more time and attention needs to be given to help entrepreneurs understand the journey that they are on. It, yes, it's sexy to be a high-tech CEO, which you can be uh, as a novice entrepreneur, but uh, there's obligations to yourself, to your family, to your friends, to your employees, to your suppliers, to your customers. Uh, take these really seriously and, and, and recognize the discipline. Uh, for an engineer, for you, this is just so simple. <laughs> it's discipline systems that make all the difference in the world between success and failure. But you, entrepreneur, you have been attracted to entrepreneurial life because of the lack of the perceived lack of discipline and the appeal of shiny objects. Yes. Uh, we need to spend more time helping entrepreneurs understand this world, this minefield that they're stepping into in order for them to make good choices as opposed to choices in a vacuum of information. I agree completely, Roger. You know, even despite being an engineer, my background, and I'm very grateful for that too. Over the years, I, 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 becoming an entrepreneur was not always easy. And then some of the tenets of engineering came into play in my life that are that become um, affirmations in my life on an ongoing basis. One of them happens to be structure creates freedom. That's one of them. Second thing is that systems save yourself time, energy, money, and sanity. So I have to continue to remind myself of these, if, despite being an engineer and and uh, you know, this discipline as well. Also, I'm a big believer in discipline. I'm also a big believer in shifting environment, having an environment that's simple, that's simple, that's less distracted, where our environment invites us to step up, be bigger as well. Also, and that a lot of that is peer group, kind of what you're doing with BBN, Vancouver Business Network, having the right peer group around you, your right, your right advisory board, and I do that also with successor because we're also an advisory board. Um, or having your 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 uh, your your inspired talks, like having that peer group, that mastermind, that community of people who have your back, it's so vital, right? So environment is our physical environment, it's also our internal environment, how we take care of our bodies, and it's also who we're around. And I believe a lot of that you're handling with the work you're doing, especially the the business network you're involved with. It's so vital. It's vital that we all we connect together. And I know these times with COVID. And I know that'll shift, of course, in the next several months with the vaccine coming out there. I believe in that personally. My, my wife's a physician. Um, but in these times, as we're struggling, people are struggling in their entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneurness, it's vital that we connect together and connect with people who can give us feedback, perspectives, um, where we're not in a bubble, per se, around people who are mirroring our thoughts, simply being getting feedback from people like Roger and his network and people around him um, who are very systems focused, who are loving and compassionate and open-minded to be able to be um, direct with you as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as a speaker to get to where you want to be. So it really takes a lot of things and it's not difficult these times. It might involve turning off the TV. It might involve cutting away the distractions. It might involve turning off social media to really connect with people who have the ability to help you progress and we all want to progress. And I believe that, you know, it's something that Tony Robbins talks about that, that, I, that I agree with this idea that progress 
eventually equates to happiness. As we're progressing in our lives, as we're creating progress in the world, if that's measurable, if we're able to see that each day, then it, it equates to some level of happiness, fulfillment for ourselves and for others. And Roger, certainly you've done that with the work you do. And I'm very inspired by what you're, what you're up to in the world, my friend. Thank you. Excellent. I try. <laughs> Unlike you, I uh, don't have a wife and don't have children. Uh, and uh, so legacy is still important to me, but you've got built in legacy in the form of your children. I don't have children, so I have to create an external legacy. And my external legacy is to uh, change lives, create a digital library of ideas that address uh, human issues with creative solutions. Uh, that is uh, the kind of legacy that I want to leave behind. Well, I, I, whether Perhaps you may not have naturally born children, but I imagine with the work you do, you have dozens, maybe hundreds of children that are coming <laughs> in the world, hence students who are I rising in their I leadership. Have, I actually think each, each of my TEDx Stanley Park and the Get Inspired Talks videos, I think of them as a grandchild. Yeah. And I nurture them, mm -hmm. try and make them as good as possible, get video views for each of them. Um, uh, so it's a little warped way of thinking, but but yes, I guess I do have 60 or 70 grandchildren. <laughs> and, and now I'm producing yes. a, a EIN video a week. So I'm I'm working my way towards achieving the legacy I want to achieve. That's my experience when I talk to you. When I talk to you, you, you come across as a mentor with a lot of love, compassion, as a father or grandfather would have with a child in terms of them developing their product. And uh, it's easy when I connect with you, your, your, your mind's already visioning that person succeeding, stepping up, growing up, you know, and developing something. It's easy to see that in, in, in this, in this conversation, any conversation I have with you. And uh, it's important to have a mentor who's willing to have that kind of vision for a person as they're evolving, you know, getting to what's next as they're growing up per se. So I appreciate that. It's a great metaphor to have. And yeah, I see so much of it happening and many ripples happening in the world because of the work you do. Well, I appreciate this conversation. This has been a joy of my day. I know today happens to be family day in Canada. And uh, so I, I appreciate you being part of my family for the, for the course of this half hour, 40 minute period of time. This interview will go on our website, rulesforsuccess.com for our audience, rulesforsuccess.com. For, rules and it'll be also mind map, my team will mind map it, kind of summarizing the core tenets of it. And there will be a lot of tenets of it, especially around speaking and uh, creating engagement and taking action that are there. They'll be summarized there too as well. So once again, thank you, Roger Killen. This has been fantastic. I appreciate you, my friend. And uh, we'll have a further conversations in the future as well. Be great. I look forward to that. Thank you, Joseph. It's been a pleasure. That's it for today's episode of rulesforsuccess.com podcast, but the journey to success is far from over. Join us next week for another inspiring conversation with a successful entrepreneur. Until then, remember to be bold, be courageous, and go after your dreams.